Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So these are some of the stations doing better than my show in Connecticut on for my AM radio show. Now, mind you, it's AM radio. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, the year. You've only been doing this a few months. Uh, the year of uh, podcasts are around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So here we go. I've only been doing this a couple of months. And, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a while. you got to build an audience, get people used to it, word of mouth, this and that, et cetera. People have busy lives, this and that, yada, 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 yada. Okay. Here's a partial list. <laughs> iHeart Media Stations, uh, two FMs, cunt classic hits. And country music. Okay. Um, now, I those are probably my kind of people listening to those things. Mm-hmm. Also, Classic Rock, uh, which is another station, uh, the, the DRC FM as well. Okay. Am I a little angry that people are waiting on what song to get from mm-hmm. the FM radio station? Yes. Rather than just going using, to listen to Tom Shadow. No, or using Spotify or whatever. And that what I'm saying is at least original stuff. Mm-hmm. Needlessly and without merit, I think I am. Okay. I also. Does, w- hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. I also um, don't listen to AM radio. True. So I'm not listening. True. I'm not a listener here. I also but, don't listen right. to you. On right. your AM radio. Or at all. It's, it's fine. You can hear me through the walls. Well, that's it. So, so, 
And also, so I don't listen. I, I came. I don't get AM radio down here, up here where we are. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a, because I'm me. Why would I have a car with a car fucking radio that works? Which I don't. My car radio doesn't work, mm-hmm. so I don't get FM or AM. Not as if I'm a guy who's invested in radio at all. But when I was, when my car radio did work, I listened to. I would listen to some FM stations because up here, there's some pretty good stations. They're they're. The range is short, but there's some pretty good stations. So that's fine. I am a classic rock listener as well. Now that like Nirvana's classic rock, there's a, you know, I've got six decades worth of stuff I could hit. I am being beat. But it still has more <sighs> listeners than the Burn Barrel podcast. There's no way to verify that. I'm being beat. <laughs> well, but the I'm internet be- says that there's a million listeners in the market, so. Okay. That's right. So. Okay. I am being beat by the rhythmic contemporary hit radio station. Now, you know what? I can't compete with that. And that's an Odyssey station, so that's in the family. Thankfully, that station doing well is allowing me to be paid <laughs> until they replace me with Dana Lash after they realize that no one's listening. Not paid that much. Right. <laughs> that's the best thing I have going for me right now. I am being beat by the um, uh, hot adult contemporary uh, station, I really can't compete with uh, Akon, so that's fine. That's not my any of my business. I am being beat. Um, the only thing is, this is thirty-five to sixty-four. So wh- who out there? I think your numbers were best when you sent it to me. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to go through two. This is proprietary numbers, so I don't want to go okay. through. Two. So I, I, I am. Who else out there? who's 63 years old, <laughs> is listening to hot adult contemporary. Stop listening to that immediately. <laughs> I'm going to address the people of Connecticut tomorrow on this. Believe me. I'm being beat by alternative, which I don't know what that is anymore. But it's, it's music, at least. So far, nobody's listening to anybody else talk. It's just music, okay. so that's fine. Adult hits, that could be anything. That's also in my company. That's music, though. Pop contemporary hit radio. That's Taylor Swift and Younger, I assume. Here's where... Here's where you get mad. Here's where I got an effing problem. I'm being beat by fucking NPR Connecticut. Bastards. I'm sorry. Bastards. Hold on. NPR Connecticut. Uh, hold on. By... They have twice listenership of Tom Shattuck. Twice listenership of Tom Shattuck right now. No, I understand... Connecticut NPR. Now, also, let the record show that's an FM station. Okay. It sounds nice and crisp and clear, and you can hear all the babbling brooks and the sounds of and uh, people under of, fifty of, know of, that of, of a holistic it shit happening there every second that, that you want to all over that station, and it sounds just like it's supposed to. And Volvo's everywhere are ringing with the, the, mm-hmm. the vibrations of the Nat sound and all of the uh, you know green climate uh, turbines. Well, yeah, 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 but don't the, underrate the, the FM thing because, for example, when I met you, you mm. were doing talk radio. Yes. And I enjoyed your talk radio station, which was on the FM dial, but I had not heard of, and you introduced me to, the AM talk radio yes, station. Yes, I understand. I understand. Okay. Um, and yes, and they've got a nice, and they get government money so that they can have 67 producers uh, and people putting together the imaging for every show. How many producers do you have? Um, so that's fine. And I don't need, I can do everything those motherfuckers can do anyway. <laughs> I don't need anybody else. 
So, I do not forgive those people for listening to that freaking socialist drivel. And probably I'll never convert them over to me. Okay. There's no chance because NPR now is not what it used to be. It's not as if there's car talk, which would be, which would be considered hard, far right wing radio now. <laughs> That's fine. Here's why I've got another problem. Okay. Okay, so that's that's NPR, that's Connecticut Public Radio. Okay. So then I'm getting beat, but not by not too ma- many. They're also well. I mean, when I say not too many, I mean double again. By the All Sports Station. I can't really compete with the All Sports Station. It's also an FM station, so it's like having an EIF or the mean, Sports Hub here. There it's, was uh, also playoff baseball in October. Well, sure, sure. But regardless, and actually, there to me, it seems like they're underperforming. Anyway, they're not in my group, but they're underperforming. There's now we have the problem. Uh, okay, I am getting beat, <laughs> albeit not as trounced as everybody else is beating me. I am getting beat by the contemporary Christian station. <laughs> Now, I would understand if this was 35 plus. Like, in other words, I would say that anybody 68 to um, to 111 is definitely on listening to that station. Mm-hmm. But this is 30. This is the 36 year olds are listening to this saying, you know what? There's this guy. That's right. <laughs> or there's the kind of thing that Alice Shattuck listens to with the Christian station, which I just. That's, well, okay. But okay. when they say contemporary Christian, they probably mean like, you know, people come out with like Christian albums. And oh, stuff. yeah. Like, well, well, I'm sure it's great stuff. No, I mean, it's junk, but I, I don't yeah, like, you know what it I is, don't like contemporary like, Christian music. It's like music, Pat so Roberts third, like singing and dancing, all these guys, evangelicals probably. No, a lot of it's junk. And I, I'm not a big, okay. I'm not a big contemporary okay. Christian music person. Okay. And then comes me. Mm-hmm. God forbid. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then I am the only... Be- I am edging out. Edging out the Hartford Roman Catholic Diocese Corporation variety station. I am edging out. I'm sure not for long because I mean, these this month's ratings are lower than last month's ratings. I'm edging out the Spanish tropical station. Not by much. We're going to be passing in the in the in the night uh, sure, soon. I'm sure. Hola. Uh, and then uh, the there is the other news talk information station, which is a station I quite like. Which thank God I'm beating. I'm 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 going to get against somebody syndicated, which is Mike Gallagher. Which is you know don't do me any favors. Uh, and then. Uh, there's the oldie station, which I'm surprised that I'm beating, to be honest. Although it's a, it's an AM. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's probably Then a- there, I'm beating a, an educational, religious, a pop contemporary, religious news talk information, whoever that guy. My God. You've got to be really low if you're that. Um, but you know what? We'll see where we are next month before I start. To, I may be looking up at them all. So I'm not pleased with that. Okay, so that's fine. I'm not pleased that... I have zero time in the day, and today I tried to use my small amount of time to go to my gym, 
Mm-hmm. That we resolved the problem. We resolved the problem. I've been reinstated. To go to my gym, where well, the thing I love about the gym is I get left the F alone. I've got headphones on. I don't make eye contact. I'm alone. I'm doing my thing. It's a nice place to relax. Today, I go to the gym. I'm stopped again by the same guy who stopped me last month. And my membership has once again been revoked. I am revoked. I'm somehow, he said, no, I have to reapply. So I went there a few weeks ago. You guys know. To fix this problem, I even mm-hmm. emailed corporate at one point to fix this problem. I said to the guy, here's all my payment methods. This is me right here. You tell me what to do to make it good. He said, okay, we'll do that. You called him. I went in person. He mm-hmm. re- I was re- respond as a, <laughs> as off the most wanted list. All in good standing. Suddenly today, the, the guy acted as if that never happened. said, nope, sorry about that. I had to... And it's not like you haven't gone in the intervening time. Of you course, go a couple going. times a week, I've, every I've single going. week. You're there all right. the time. And so this is Planet Fitness, by the way. And so and so the guy's like, oh, sorry. I mean, um, uh, yeah, there's nothing. You, I mean, you can reapply. Maybe that's what you can... The same story I heard before. And I said, yeah, but your, your guy, Ryan, whatever, fix it. It's already been fixed from whatever. And so, uh, and then he has to ask you to say, I mean, you can, I mean, I'm going to talk to Ryan and we're going to look into it and I'll get me back with you. But he says, you can like work out. You don't feel free to like work out. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'm all right. Go fuck yourself is what I was thinking, of course. So the one thing there I wanted to get was the freaking gym. Can't happen. Not, not, just not in the cards. So it's a wash. Meanwhile, I'm trying to spend whatever time there is in the day trying to rake leaves because there's no time because darkness comes and there's no time whatever so today that's ruined and crushed i come home like f i didn't get to do anything i wanted to i won't be able to exercise so i'm going to try to lay rake leaves of course i go out to rake leaves you go out to the baseball game with our other son Sucks. i go out to rake, rake leaves and um of course the other two little kids then they've got to be outside with me and they let the dogs out and everything runs and everything's ruined and then the other two kids or whatever I'm trying to, so then I said, F it, and I try to, to, to do leaves as much as I can, and I start mowing the lawn. I can't get the thing, whatever. So so anyway, I got a little tiny bit of leaves done, and the whole time I'm thinking, I was trying to think, if I can just jam through this, then I can manage to have time to write the substack and get on that, because it's killing me that I'm falling behind on the substack things, and I'm having to try to, to do it in a rush, and et cetera, and now I have to make up a defense that I intend to change the Constitution to justify my last substack because it was freaking rushed. So, and then, um, and then at the same time now, we have a new opportunity in our family to make life a little better, which of course we need because this year has not been financially great for us. Like so many of you guys, we hear from you all the time. This year has been a kick in the cojitos for many people. We understand that. So now we have an opportunity to make our lives better, which is now dependent on a credit check, <laughs> which is the funniest thing know. in the world. We don't know how dependent. Which is the most biggest bit, bit of effing comedy I've ever heard. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say anything. And it, had this been last year, of course, that would have been fine. But it's this year. So there you go. So, <laughs> so and also, like I said, the car freaking window doesn't work. There is nothing. The house is a absolute pile of shit inside, except for this room, which is not great. <laughs> where there's crap everywhere. My wife has 148 million Amazon Prime crates arriving. I was still every day. I don't know how where that money's coming from, but, I, but hopefully you you got to seek a go. It's funding. like 
baby wipes and dish detergent that I've ordered on Amazon. It's not like so, I'm buying. I I don't know what you think I'm buying, but it's just. Oh no! I know that I know that somebody's birthday is coming up. That's in, not in the what Shattuck that is. Family. Every birthday has to be the next greatest thing that has ever happened. There, there's less effort and resources put into the <laughs> 1903 World's Fair than there is into the birthdays in the Shattuck House. If you want to. Uh, you know what it is to really live the life uh, for just one day. Be a Shattuck kid on a birthday, even though somehow we are um, yet to heat the house. But one of our kids will have a manned drone by tomorrow afternoon. That's not true. I know it makes you feel good to attack me. I'm the only man on the keto diet to be gaining weight. I eat only... Cans of clams. That's it. <sighs> so, so, okay. You know, I'm, yeah, the, you know, the uh, Christian station, they're not eating canned clams. They are living it up. <laughs> I actually endorse no products on my station. Zero products. The producer. <laughs> Who's on the show after me? Who presses Produces, the buttons? It, he endorses products. He has products to endorse. They're like, is there anybody else we can find who endorses products? <laughs> well, there's Shattuck. Uh, is there a producer? Somebody? Is there somebody? Uh, in, is there a maintenance person? The FedEx guy? Can you get anybody? That's kind of me to fun. the producer. You've been a producer. I understand. I'm you not belittling You just called him the FedEx guy. No, I understand, but it's just, but he's usually, Alice, it's air talent endorsing products. Almost always it is. <laughs> I, know, I know, But he's actually very talented. He's going places. Anthony knows. He's going places. I'm not worried about him. Okay, so that's fine. That's fine. Everything's going perfectly. That's fine. Somehow I still have, like, there are some things that still work on my life. My can opener works. <laughs> no, seriously, that's it. My, my CPAP machine. This is where I am in my life here, where I'm pleased at the performance of my CPAP machine, which is supposed to be recalled at some point still. We're very blessed. Uh, okay. Okay. So that's what I'm getting to. I, I, you, No one was given the natural gift of stepping on my point, Alice, more than you. You don't anybody, have to have me on the If Dakota, anybody needs you know. a stepper honor. To blow the punchline right when you're getting close, I have a beautiful and caring wife who's available to do just that for you. <laughs> All right. Now, you've gotten me in a slightly better mood, Alice. <laughs> okay. Remember Bug the Chug when you talked for like 40 minutes about Bug the Chug without getting to any point at all? <laughs> and I somehow held it in for all that time. What was it that you did last week? Yeah. I was saying, talking about somebody, oh, they were this, they were that, and you're like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, thanks, Alice. Thanks. I've only been setting this up for 11 minutes. Thank you. Would you like to finish? I was almost just walked out and thought, you know, you and I, okay, mighty have fallen. What are you wrong with you? What are you doing over there? What are you, are you physically okay? <laughs> okay, so fine. All right, fine. So really, like, it, in any professional level of, like, entertainment, this is where, at this point, where we'd start the podcast, you know? <laughs> okay. I send you a lot of good content for the podcast today, I know. so you can feel Mad free to get content, to it. But it's really awesome. But, but so, I say all this. <clears throat> so now, there are some people 
even from my same town, <coughs> sorry, who have had much the same life experience around the same age as me, as me. Some of those people, because we're talking about Winchester, Massachusetts, uh-huh. I would say most of those people have much more money than I have. We're, we live in a nice house and all that stuff. So, I mean, oh, I understand. Stop. I need to be, well, hold on. I'm getting somewhere. Okay. <clears throat> okay. You know what? I'll just leave because no, you don't on. need, okay, fine. I didn't tell you the plan, so you don't know what's happening. <laughs> I so, don't know what he's doing, I everybody. So I lived on the poor side of town. Not the poorest part of town, which is right tucked next to Woburn, which was like, they called it the pit, <laughs> which is terrible. But that was next to the Italian part of town, which they called something that cannot be called anymore. And I'm shocked that they called it that. But we have chickens with part of the same name. Um, and we lived in a kind of a newer part of town. It was kind of like Stoneham. So it was like a split level ranches. Oh, you know, nothing. It wasn't, it was a pretty near the Jello factory. <clears throat> near the Jello factory. Exactly. So, so, so it was, it was the, um, the wonder years like area of the town. This is a town in Winchester, Massachusetts. It's got some rock and roll areas. Some beautiful yeah. mansion-y kind of area, it's whatever. And it's known for those areas. So I always would got, got mislabeled as one of those kids. I'm not. You know, we didn't golf or have water polo from my side of the street. Is nobody watching you for that second? <laughs> Alice is sneaking drinks while nobody's while the camera moves away. You're such a weasel. We do have my entire family conspired against me this week for Halloween. I slipped out to go to the gym. They all found their Amazon Prime pumpkins arrived and they all carved them behind my back. That's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> All right. So that is to say, so most of the people in that part of town, <laughs> uh, the other part of town, they they were born with money. They've got a lot of money. They've got multiple houses and boats and yachts and things like that. They live very, very charmed lives. Some people, <clears throat> like my friend Kirk Minahan, not only was born with money, but then later busted his ass in radio mm-hmm. and made a lot more money. Yeah. And he's got all sorts of, you know, he's had his own life challenges and he's done, he's, he's got a couple of kids. Um, now, I, at least one is adopted. And that was a challenge. That's nothing easy. And, you know, normal life stuff, et cetera. Et cetera. <clears throat> he doesn't have money problems. True. But he's got challenges and problems that I could not imagine. All of the stuff I've bitched and moaned about for the last 20 minutes while your time has been utterly wasted. <laughs> Um, all of that stuff is kvetching. Mm-hmm. What Minahan has going is, thank God, something I don't have. And during his show today, his show today was essentially three minutes long. During his show today, I was stopped in my tracks, and it made me uh, realize that uh, we are, and this is you and me, I certainly know definitely me, I thank you, to we do not suffer from what he suffers from, which is mental illness, depression, all that other stuff. Um, and it's bad. You know, this is a guy who has contemplated killing himself before. It's it's just bad. Uh, but I've never, I'd heard him talk about it afterwards or saying I have to go away to take care of some things. But I want you to listen to, this is his show today, just for the, it's just a couple of minutes. And listen to what's in this guy's voice. And I've only heard this once before in my life, and it was when I was at a Super Bowl and we were interviewing uh, Vietnam vet, vet, vets who were uh, emotionally, they had PTSD and they were emotionally distraught because they had lost all of their comrades. Mm-hmm. And they had, and this one guy we had met was there because uh, 
because they have these dogs that they have mental health dogs or whatever they are mm-hmm. that are that save these guys' lives because these guys will get lost in their own um, in their own sadness and despair, and it can lead to suicide. Yeah. But these dogs, and, and this guy, when he was talking, I could tell that he was like right on the edge. Just and he's he's there to promote these dogs, these beautiful, these wonderful therapy dogs, and uh, and the dog is awesome, and it's brilliant. And we can see what it's doing every time the guy would lose focus. The dog would nudge him and say, "Get back, hey, smack out of it, man! Come on, it's me and you. Mm-hmm. It's me and you. Come on, you know." And the dog makes him so he can't be complacent dog needs stuff you know and it, the, these dogs are fantastic yeah. so <clears throat> but anyway this is Kirk Minahan's show today and this is what what um what um made me uh, acknowledge my own pathetic existence of being a total bitch when unnecessary cuz this is what pain sounds like by the time you hear this i will have already tweeted something um on this afternoon uh so uh you know i I've been as open as I can about my struggles with mental health and it's been, you know, up and down and up and down and now it's really at a down. Uh, so I'm going to take a little more, more time off here as I uh, continue my struggle. I just, I feel bad. I just told Dave about it two seconds ago. Um, but I really just came to the conclusion for sure, definitively in the last 24 hours or so. It's really been building up the last few weeks. And as I always do, and this is my fault, uh, uh, and I hope people out here who are struggling with it, um, do a better job than I have done in the past, uh, bottling it up and not being, you know, open and trying to, and feeling ashamed about it in some ways and feeling like people don't want to hear it again. And it's the same old thing. And then it, it festers and it becomes something that's very difficult to control. So I'm going through that again right now. And all the greatest hits are back. Suicidal thoughts, anxiety, extreme paranoia, really big swings of depression. Uh, I'm sure you can hear me struggling right now as I talk and I'm sorry about that. Um, so I'm going to take uh, uh, some time off. I don't know if I'm coming back, if I'm going to be truthful about this. Um, uh, I just don't know, you know, and it just has nothing to do with, by the way, the story on Dave today and uh, the Murchison stuff in there, though, it was very upsetting to read that stuff about Murchison. And I understand, you know, people are going to say that's your takeaway and you know, stuff about Dave and whatever. I, you know, I, I, all I know is Dave's been a great boss to me. I didn't bother him with it today. He's talking about Dave Portnoy and yes. Barstool Sports, if, if you we guys don't know. We can talk about that. Yeah, I reached out to Erica, who is supportive as always, and uh, and I'm very grateful for that, as always. Great people to work for. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, Murchison is just a... To read journalism like that, uh, a person like that, a truly awful human being uh, who, you know, did things that are unimaginable that I won't even say because I don't want to deal with the legal repercussions, but he knows and I know. Uh, what he did. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm going to take uh, some time off uh, 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 and work through some stuff. Uh, hopefully, come back. Um, it's going to be weird playing an interview after this, but you know, this is what I do for a job. So I'm going to have these guys on and have a good time with them, and it'll actually be a nice escape for me, truthfully, for 40 minutes or so um, before I go and figure my stuff out and try and you know battle this thing and keep fighting because I want to live. I have you know family to live for for sure and i'm not going to give up on that ever um uh and just keep fighting and and, and do the best i can i hope people out there uh, uh <clears throat> understand especially people who are going through stuff um the only thing i would say is if you're feeling it uh don't bottle it and don't ignore it um there's nothing good that comes from that at all i understand it's difficult i understand you you, you think you're being a burden and it's, it's a little bit of shame attached with it. there should be but there just is it's human nature don't don't just please don't Listen to this and don't. Uh, uh, there are people out there who want who want to help. That I know. Uh, so we'll see you down the road, maybe. 
if not, uh, you know, great run. So, and that was it, really. Now, that is a guy in abject agony. Mm-hmm. And it's beyond the stress that we have of being overrun. Can't catch up to stuff. Out of control. I mean, it is... That's crippling. Like, he's... And he's described previously that, that he's had times where he's heard voices in his head, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we are lucky. And I'm not you, so I can't speak for you. But I don't... I don't ever have anything like that at all. I have times when... You remember last year, you know, my work was was uh, very stressful, and I would just... Mm-hmm. But you could see it. It was actual tangible things that were boom, 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 et cetera. Right. But I cannot imagine being completely encompassed by this, this these crippling emotions. Mm-hmm. You can talk now. <laughs> For the first time <laughs> my, in 27 minutes. Am I allowed minutes. to talk Yes, now. you may talk now. Speak know. freely. Um. No, I mean, it's true, and it just goes to show that a lot of like the the mental health things aren't, you know, tied to reality in ways that a lot of times that they feel like they are when people are going through them, and you know, I think that there's a tendency to think that when you're going through mental health stuff, that like those thoughts are you or who you are. <coughs> Sorry, but um, but they're not. They're like something outside of yourself. You know, you, you, people talk about like struggling with their demons or whatever, mm. and like, you know, mean it metaphorically. But, but I think to an extent, it's like true at a deeper level than that. I mean, like sometimes I think like our real reality is the metaphor, and the struggling with the demons is the real reality because because it does feel like that sometimes when you're going through stuff like that, that um, that you're struggling with stuff that's outside of yourself and that comes over you and isn't part of you and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and isn't necessarily... Although, it certainly, like, uses stuff that's in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, your failures and, and the things that you're worried about and scared of. And, I don't know, I read a thing one time that that those, like voices that are in you that are the voices that are like the self-doubt and the depression and the self-hatred and things they're like simultaneously the oldest and the youngest parts of yourself they're like the oldest parts of yourself because they're like primeval it's like the lizard brain absolute Hmm. like survival pre-human mind stuff right like but at the same time they're the parts of yourself that are, like, the youngest, that's, like, the little kid that's saying, like, I'm hurting, help me, you know? And that mm. that, that those voices that are in you, they're, like, they're part of you and not part of you, right? And, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it because I'm not an expert in it, so, like, no, I obviously, but uh, <clears throat> I don't, um, I don't envy anyone who who has problems, like, 
that no matter, they, you know, how wealthy they are, or what else they have going on. And they're those those problems like that don't care about who you are, or how much money you have or how great no. your life seems or how attractive you are no. or whatever. I mean, like, no, I don't like, know. I had a couple of years ago a girl that I went to high school with killed herself who was I mean, somebody I had always looked up to who was a couple years older than me. We had some, you know, activities and things we had done together and like I just liked her as a person. She was a gorgeous girl and fun and had she had nephews and she like I I don't know. I don't know. I understand it and I don't understand it too, you know? Right. But it is interesting because with with this kind of issue, uh there is no amount of money, no better job, no better car, mm-hmm. no weight loss, no whatever. It, there's no tangible, there's no action item that makes it move away. Like maybe some things can help around the periphery. Maybe some things can prevent from uh, triggering whatever. Maybe. Oh, right. I and I mean, I think there's, you know, there's obviously some people do very well with certain drugs that, mm-hmm. you know, that prevent you from acting on suicidal thoughts and talk therapy. And I think cognitive behavioral therapy in particular is very helpful to a lot of people, certainly like religious things. Like I definitely recommend people try like whatever works for them. Um, but at the same time, too, I think that a lot of these things, like, doctors are in the dark about, too. Like, it's trial and error, and, you know, what works for one person won't work for the next person, and, you know, you, you have to find what works for you, but I don't think that it's the same for everyone, and I don't, I mean, like, I don't know what the answer is, because I think there are, uh, you know, maybe I'm too, like, poetical about everything or something sometimes, but, like, I really think there are, like, dark things out there that just hit some people, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, and, you know, not, not because of anything about that person or anything that's in their lives. But like, I just, I think that there's, there's stuff out there that, that like targets and eats away at people sometimes, you know, and that's like, it's, oh, totally. it's bad stuff. And I don't know if like medicine knows what it is or like, you no, know, your, your spiritual, whatever knows I mean, what we're it not, is. We I, live, we, we don't live. I'm going to put this out there. I don't know that it's true. I, I'm just thinking that there was a lot less of this a thousand years ago. I don't know that that's true. I mean, so I'm Orthodox, obviously. Like, the people then had heard of suicide. There are, you know, books written by church fathers about a right, lot but, of these but, issues. I mean, like, <clears throat> this stuff wasn't unknown. I understand. But, but yes, and, and uh, but I'm just kind of, th- like, we don't live natural animal lives true you know like what i do four hours a day is weird it's like (laughs) a minstrel show right it it doesn't make any sense you know i've been given the faculties to go and hunt and you know ostensibly i'm technically (laughs) biologically a man but like like but we're not, we do weird things, you know, because mm-hmm. we're sentient human beings. And there are odd markets for odd things. We've got currency and all sorts of, <clears throat> and we've got, um, we've got to- dominance over the animals. And in this country, domino- dominance over every other country. So we've got leisure time and creature comforts and all sorts of mm-hmm. different things. I mean, these are things, we every American now lives like Pharaoh, the right. poorest American. Oh, yeah. You know, and so you've got everything, mm-hmm. you know, and so 
my my voice is gone because I, I blew up on Pepper when we first walked in this room <laughs> because she rams through the door and the door came and f- hit me and anyway. So anyway, that's that's that. Speaking of living like Pharaoh, actually, that's probably a good jump off point to uh, Portnine. Okay. Did you read any of this? I read the whole thing. I sent it to you before you sent it to oh, me. Oh, you did? Okay. So I had not heard so, of it. Business Insider, I remember them talking about this two years ago. They've been working on this for quite a while. And by working on, they mean DMing everybody <clears throat> who follows Dave Portnoy right. on Snapchat and asking them if they've ever talked to him, which is, well, exactly. take it or leave it. So so what, it, what this is essentially is it's two women in particular who talk about two very young women. Portnoy is a very rich guy in in a single guy who works for who owns Barstool or did whatever and he's the honcho anyway and you know it's the very male uh, jocular site whatever mm-hmm. I've I, I've always liked it because I was right at that age you know or maybe a little bit older than I should have yeah been, but... I mean it was a thing when I was like in college <laughs> right. too people read Barstool um, and really it uh, it so it features one girl named Madison. Who says she she had texted with Portnoy, saying essentially she wanted to go meet him and sleep with him because he's a he, he's a right. celebrity. She says, and afterwards, the trip was a traumatic experience. She arrived at Portnoy's four. And by home. the way, she said in that that one of her fantasies was being raped in the DM exchanges. Yes. Okay. Just exactly. to be clear. Yes. And she said that um, finding in in person, he was nothing like his online persona. She said he was very rude. He wasn't funny at all. He just reminds me of a boring, grumpy old man. As I said, I think that's probably what happens when you order in a young lady as a uh, sexual object who he's not interested by anymore. I think when you're somebody like Portnoy and those are coming dime a dozen to your house, that you stop caring to show interest. I don't think it's nice. Oh, right. I don't think it's nice either. But I guess what I question, and so like a lot of, it's interesting because I found the unpaywalled version of this article, but this article is paywalled. And like a bunch of people in the comments were going like, this shouldn't be paywalled. People need to know. They must be warned. As though you don't know when you're DMing somebody and telling them your sexual fantasies and that you want to hook up with them and then they fly you to their multi-million dollar mansion that that's what's up. Right. And, and like, so, and not to, like, blame anybody, but nobody in any of these things alleges that they were underage or that any of this was (laughs) non-consensual. Nobody's pressing charges. Nobody's saying that they couldn't have stopped anything at any time, right? To be clear. However, however... Is it gross? Yes, absolutely. It's gross. I think that if Dave Portnoy had a sister or a daughter, I have no idea what he has because I don't even follow him that closely. But if he has any like girl that he's responsible for, he would probably tell them not to do this. You know, because like I don't think he's under Uh, any illusions about the nature of this relationship here and like what it means. Yes, but listen to this. After dinner, they started kissing. Madison said she first became uncomfortable when Portnoy pulled out his phone and started filming her without asking permission as she performed oral sex on him. (laughs) Are you as the just met him groupie flown in performing oral sex on him? What are your mores at that point? <laughs> you know, well, and then I, the- I don't know. 
if what the most extreme thing is that's happening, the filming or the oral sex happening, which is what she was doing. Well, and so then it's interesting. So then further down in the article, it talks about an Instagram influencer who was 19, who was talking Mm -hmm. to him when he was 40. And she was like very interested in meeting up with him on. They were talking on Instagram DMs and her feeling was that it could be helpful to her career if she hooked up with him and her parents said they were going to stop paying for her college if she flew out and hooked up with him. And she ultimately decided not to. And she's glad she didn't. Which sounds to me exactly right. like what's supposed to happen is that exactly. the older, wiser people in your life are supposed to say, it's not going to help you to go sleep with this person. That's not how people get famous in a positive, healthy way is by going and presenting yourself to Dave Portnoy. Like, sure, he's taking advantage of it, but I don't think he's necessarily arguing that it's like a positive exchange for the women like i do i mean do you think he is no no i mean i think he's probably in one sense like in disbelief that they're even agreeing to do it like it's kind of shocking in a way that they are doing it and i like wonder what people have been telling these young women like talk about oh we need to have the article on paywall to warn us like here i don't even need the article on paywall i can warn you right now Don't slip into famous people's DMs and offer to sleep with them. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's stupid. It's not going to help you. It's only going to hurt you. And you're going to feel right. bad about yourself afterwards. It's not right. good. It's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, like, and maybe I'm sorry that it there, happened and I'm not blaming you because well, apparently well, no on. one else told. Apparently no one else told these women this in their lives. That this is a dumb, stupid, horrible idea that's only going to hurt them and make them feel horrible. Right? Like, but... I'm right here. I'm letting you know, if you're considering doing this, if you're looking at slipping into a famous person's DMs and telling them you want to hook up and that you have rape fantasies, don't do that. Don't do that. Nothing good is going to come from that. Right. And also, there are dudes out there who just womanize. They're not interested in anything else. There are dudes out there who like on-the-edge kind of sex. Uh, and you know what? Maybe when they're rude to you and you get there, maybe you should realize that perhaps things aren't going to get brighter. Um, you know, and as she's he- like her his <clears throat> flight that he paid for for me to go back wasn't for another two days. So I slept on the sofa two days and didn't sleep with him again. Like, OK, sounds like it worked out. Exactly. Like, sounds like he didn't force anybody to do anything or like you could have flown right. out on your own flight. But because you wanted him to fly you back home like you. I mean. And and he didn't, like, press anything when you said you didn't want to anymore. I don't, like, the whole, I, it's shocking to me that this was printed as it is. And I wonder how many people they had to go through who slept with him and had a great time and had no regrets. Yeah. They had no. to, like, they had to sift through to get to two people who regretted sleeping yes. with In him. In other words, they didn't find anything. So they've had to find little anecdotes, little tidbits, little crumbs of him being what seems like misogynistic or him and he is objectifying women. How can you look at Barstool well, and not be like, <clears throat> okay, this is probably a guy who's like into casual hookups? Of course. That's the, <laughs> I the, the mean, movie. like, how can you not right. t- have that takeaway that's from Barstool? That's what Barstool was. And there are some girls who love being part of it, who think it's great and f- makes them famous and this and that. And there were, when I first discovered it, there were BU co-eds everywhere who wanted to be on the on the. In the the spread it wasn't mm-hmm. nude or anything but it's like th- that's a transaction everybody knows what's happening with that but you know what it is is i think there are a lot of women out there who think that they can like 
be beauty and tame the beast, right? Uh, sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm like sure. it's the same reason why like women write <clears throat> letters to psychopaths who are in prison for murdering people and stuff, right? Like there's a bunch of women out there who think that like they have like this magic that they are gonna go and for some reason, like, present themselves to Dave Portnoy and do whatever he wants and, like, be filmed by him on his cell phone while they give him head or whatever. And then, like, he's going to magically... He's going to magically, like, fall in love with them and think they're awesome and, like, amazing and marry them and sweep them off their feet into a magical fairy tale. Like, I think there's really people that think that. And, like, don't think that because that's not what happens. It's not. It's not. And, like, it... I I don't know, like, what else to say about it, but it's just, uh, like, ladies, don't do this. Don't do right. it. And don't also, do it's just, it. It's it is not a crappy work. piece of journalism. It's not going to work. Give and Murchison... going there and sleeping with him right. isn't going to get him to do it. If he were it's... ever going to fall in love with you, he's not now. Right. Being one of those girls ain't the way to go. Uh, and also, the, the, this is a crappy piece. Business Insiders is crap. Um, publication and for them to give Bob Murchison, who's one of the guys who who's driven Kirk Minahan uh, into despair, uh, is uh, just disgusting. But it's a war on him. Too. It's a war. It's whatever. It's pathetic. And I wish David. It go- is really weird because the Murchison stuff is like so divorced from the rest of the piece. It's like he doesn't call back women that he sleeps with, and and uh. Right, Bob Murchison said his Bob Murchison said his fans sent him hate mail. Like, oh, okay. And he's a terrorist. <laughs> like, okay, that makes and sense. Murchison, of course, is happy to be quoted in there. Mm-hmm. All right, which brings us to Microsoft. Right. Alice, um, so this is a Microsoft convention that we're like, seeing. Yeah, here, right? it's their conference. It's the Microsoft Ignite conference. I have been to one of these Microsoft events okay. um, with my brother years ago, and it was uh, interesting. The girl from the cute girl from uh, 24 was the host. Here we go. Let's uh, start this uh, trip together here. First, uh, introductions. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalia Gadilla. I'm a Caucasian woman with long blonde hair, and I go by she, her. I'm a product marketing lead here at Microsoft and co-host of the podcast Security Unlocked with this guy. Yes, that would be me. Hello, everyone. I'm Nick Fillingham. I'm a Caucasian man with glasses and a beard. I go by he. So why am I hearing? <laughs> I'm seeing this. I see what they have going. So why am I hearing this? So I'm going to take a wild guess. I do not know why they're doing this because I've never heard of this. But uh, just based on my knowledge of like woke land, I'm going to guess that this is for the visually impaired. Oh, so that it can be more equitable. So they can also right. visualize. So it's um, it's like disability friendly. So visually impaired people can see. envision who that who's talking. Him and I'm a security evangelist here at Microsoft. We are so excited security to be security with- evangelist. Holy God! Okay, so let's see. Here's the next woman. Let's see what her deal is. Hold on. I'm a senior program. Ma- Hold on. My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair, wearing a red sleeveless top. And I'm Seth Juarez, program manager in the AI platform group. I'm a tall Hispanic male wearing a blue shirt, khaki pants. Today we kick off two days of learning more about the latest solutions, exploring how these key innovations can improve. How, how would I have to describe <laughs> myself if I was there? <laughs> Let's hear it, Tom. Let's hear it. I don't know. My name Hi, is Tom I'm Shattuck. T- I'm Shattuck. <laughs> I'm a, uh, a clam-addicted fat guy. How are you to do great things and connecting with peers from around the world? 
All right, here comes more. Here to help us navigate that is Vasu Jakal, Corporate Vice President of Microsoft Security. Welcome, Vasu. Thanks for joining us. Please take Absolutely. Oh, God. Well, hello, Nick and Natalia. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be here with you, with you all here. I'm a woman of Indian descent. I have brown hair, brown eyes, and I'm wearing some uh, killer five-inch you heels. sure are. <laughs> well, here to help us navigate that is... <laughs> so I guess okay. this is what we have. I'm just surprised they didn't tell us what tribal lands they're occupying. Maybe that happened like in the beginning of the conference as they got started and we just missed it. I don't know. <sighs> but like, why do you have to identify your race and what you're wearing and what you look like every time? I mean, I guess, like I said, I, it's probably a visually impaired thing, I'm guessing. I guess so, but the world needs to be nuked. I'm calling for the wave motion gun to blast this planet into smithereens immediately, please. So the other thing going on is uh, it's not really even the thing. There's this, there's a family that was showcased on CNN who of 10 who are having problems with all the prices of groceries going up. They complained about it in a nice, friendly way on during this uh, during this uh, special on CNN, and now all these... Yeah, CNN invited them on right. to talk about and, and their now all grocery these, bill. all these elitist a-holes from the left are making fun of them for having such a big family, for ha- spending money buying a multiple gallons of milk a week, which I certainly understand, having only four kids. Yeah, I mean, so this is... And this is, like, big Twitter accounts, right? I mean, I know Twitter's not real life, but New York Times Wordplay said, sorry, I can't do today's crossword. I'm too busy carrying my 12 gallons of milk home. So this was a big thing was they complained about the price of milk going up at their local Walmart and a bunch of people were like, why do you even need that much milk? So they have like 10 kids and seven of them are teenagers. So they probably go through a lot of milk, um, assuming. It's really incredible. But I mean, like, yeah, like a ton of accounts that, um, that, were that our big accounts were saying like, oh my New gosh, York Times accounts. That's too much milk. Like, can you believe they're so elitist? It's really, uh, you know, weird and uh, strange that like these people feel the need to like dunk on a family who's complaining about grocery prices. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's especially. It's just so revealing. It's actually quite a, kind of a service. I like it. I'm all for it. They're so gross, these people. Yeah, where is more of them? So um, Ian Milheiser, who's another blue check, said, as a completely real person who buys a dozen gallons of milk a week plus 176 eggs, 17 pounds of shredded cheese, and a pile of peppercorns roughly the size of Rhode Island, I'm worried about what a 4% core inflation rate does to my budget. Wow, what dinks. Isn't that great? Uh-huh. Jonathan a- Chait, I'm sorry, but we haven't milked this topic for all it's worth. Wow, really good people. Really good people. Yeah, they're nice. So, uh, yeah, that's how they feel about you and inflation and your grocery bill. But, um, yeah, they're doubling down. They're, they took away all the wrong lessons from Virginia. Right. AOC was tweeting that it's because they didn't go far enough left. So That's right. So or that's bring right. it on. It's because the infrastructure bill isn't crazy enough. All right. Well, that is uh, it for us, Albie, I believe, mm-hmm. right? That's it. If, uh, good luck to our friend Kirk Minahan, who's been very nice to us in the show. And uh, hopefully uh, he comes out of this thing. And uh, any of you other guys who are having uh, struggles like this, um, you know, there are uh, resources out there. I've had people call my other show and who are just not doing okay. 
So reach out, uh, talk to people. You're the whole world's nuts. Okay, it's not just you. Don't don't think it's just you. It's me. Believe it or not, even me. <laughs> even Tom even, Shattuck even struggles Tom Shattuck. occasionally. Even most psychologists would say eating thirty six cans of clams a week is probably odd behavior. But you know, we do what we can. Thank you so much, everyone. As always, you can find us at our website. That's burnbarrelpodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at burnbarrelpod, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Supposedly, I should be able to upload again to YouTube tonight. I'm going to try, but we have a YouTube channel. In the meantime, if that doesn't work, we have a Rumble channel. Uh, hold on, first of all, Alice. What is your name and uh, what are you wearing, etc.? My name is Alice. I am a blonde female who goes by the pronouns she, her, wearing a blue shirt. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.